Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Keeping It Orange and Blue. I'm Ryan Evan, joined as always by our band's finest, Kevin Ducey. What's up, Kev? What's up, my man? How are you? Oh, man. So just, you know, enjoyed a wonderful weekend, you know, just another week closer to kick off, you know, less than two weeks away from Toledo. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, you know, went to the state fair this weekend with my family, you know, uh, you know, what did you do anything good this weekend? Uh, we didn't do too much. It was pretty low key. I played some golf yesterday. Uh, kids had a bunch of like hair and stuff the girls were doing with my wife. So it freed me up to go play some golf. And we just kept it pretty low key, man. It is, dude, it is hot in Oklahoma. Hot. Yeah. The, uh, more than eight yesterday. Yeah. The heat wave has just come to central Illinois. <laughs> we were enjoying the seventies and, you know, low 80s, and then all of a sudden today it got up to 95, and looks like it's going to get up to 100 this week with the high heat index. So we, we definitely are feeling that, and the boys in Champaign are going to be feeling that too. With you know, they're they're hitting, they're getting to almost prep week here, so might, uh, be, might be moving into the Smith Center for that one. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be miserable this week. So, uh, but other than that, you know, uh, some fun fun things announced, Kevin, and we'll start talking about that uh, with you know the Kansas. The Kansas and Illinois charity matchup, uh, October 29th, uh, 5 p.m. is going to be on Big Ten Network. Uh, like, that's the major thing we're going to start with here in a sec, Kev. Just your initial quick thoughts before we finish up on other things real quick. What did you think when you first saw that? I mean, at first I thought someone was pulling my leg because I got, like, a text message. And once again, you know, I saw it was a tweet. And you kind of look for that. Like, it was kind of like, I mean, like, like it was the Jim Leonard news, just in a different – in a different style. And I'm like, all right, who's, who's playing here. And then when I saw it and heard about it, I was like, dude, what a phenomenal idea. Um, and I guess Brad and Bill are, are buds. I mean, they go way back. I guess uh, Bill self was part of the team that with the recruitment when they were looking at Brad to come to Oklahoma state, Brad ended up going to um, Harden, which is where uh, actually, I think uh, Lou Henson either got his coaching start or he, he played, might've played or, or went to school. So it's really cool there that, that those guys have that connection. And um, and I'm just so thrilled that they're doing it and they're doing it for the right cause. Um, there's some things I really hope the athletic administration does that oh, I think yeah. are really cool here. Uh, it's always one of those things like how do you weigh it out? Um, I honestly would like to say, hey, just open it up to the general public and let them buy the tickets. But I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're going to give season ticket holders a first come, first serve. Um, I would like for them to, uh, you know, really, really just let people, uh, just let let people come, right? Because the thing I would hate to see is, is season ticket holders jump on and buy a fifty dollars ticket, sitting in the lower sections, uh, always be a section to me, and then not show up for what is truly going to be a, a great event. I would imagine because it's being televised, because fans are going to spend good money to go there that Brad and Bill will probably treat this as close to a real game atmosphere as possible. But I'd also love to see the school do like little fun things. Um, and last but not least, and we talk about this in a little bit more detail if we like, but I would really love it if um, 
the Illini fan base did not boo Bill Self. Like, I, I think they should, should. All right, first of all, booing a guy to come agree to come play here 20 years after he left in a charity function, it's just not the right time to boo him. And so I would be highly disappointed if our if our fan base did that. Uh, but all in all, kudos to those two guys. Kudos to the athletic administrations for making it happen. Um, wish I could make it. Wish I could come back for that one. But that's that's not going to happen. So, yeah, you know, uh, I'm definitely definitely excited about it. I think Bill Self should be honored in some capacity. I actually think he should get a standing ovation personally. Same. I just here for him. So, so that's how I feel about that, and I definitely would be if I was able to attend. I think the moment that we're able to get, uh, get you know, find out when tickets are available and all that stuff would be fun, you know, to jump on as quick as I could. I hope they just sell every ticket for pretty much the same price because I think they're going to make a ton of money. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know. It's going to sell out, and it didn't matter if they sold them for 50 or 30 but – Let's just like I said, we talked earlier. If they sold everyone for thirty-five bucks, you know that's what four hundred fifty grand. Yeah, you know, so for, for thirty-five. Yeah. Uh, so really quick though, <clears throat> the show Keeping Orange and Blue sponsored by Hometown Hype Apparel. So Scott Davies uh, and his crew do a great job. Uh, proud sponsor of Keeping It Orange and Blue. They got a ten percent discount code right now. Orange and Blue on your first order, where you can buy you know something like this. Keep it in orange and blue. These these sharp shirts right here. Uh, yeah, there's orange. There's this blue, dark blue one, and then they have a white one. Uh, so I know Kev's family's rocking them. My family's got them. Got some coworkers that have bought some. I have some good friends and followers who've bought some, uh, and they're there till they sell out. So he told me he's still got a few different sizes of every color. So they're still available from youth large all the way to three X. Uh, get a hold of uh, Scott Davies at hometownhypeapparel.com or give them a call 217-278-0120. So we appreciate sponsor of Keep It Orange and Blue, Hometown Hype Apparel. Absolutely. The shirts are great quality. Love them. I'm, I'm not wearing mine tonight, unfortunately, but you know, like, you can only wear your, your shirt representing yourself so often you start to feel a little weird about it. So. Also, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I just happened to wear it today, actually. Yeah. Uh, so real quick before we jump into the Kansas, Illinois thing more in depth. Um, uh, right now, what we got going on here, keeping it orange and blue. Uh, if you like or retweet this this live stream right now, um, just like the video I posted Friday, giving you three chances to win. We've got two tickets to every home game that's not Penn State. Now, Penn State game is going to be a sellout. Um, but we, we were encouraging people to show up to the games. We thought, how could we help? And Kevin, you know, has a, a very good friend, I would say, that has a couple tickets, and he's not going to be able to make the six of the seven home games. So I'm like, why not we give them away to people who want to go show up to Memorial Stadium? So for game number one, you got three ways. Friday night's uh, video I posted, like or retweet this live stream, or – like or retweet Wednesday's very first Fade the Deuce episode, Kevin. I know you're super stoked and excited about it. Kevin and Matt McCumber will be giving you the their best bets, and we'll be having some fun. We'll be doing our weekly picks as well, and we keeping tallies and having all fun. Kev, how excited are you about that? Oh, dude, super, super stoked. Uh, it's, you know, doing it with Matt, who 
I've known for a long time uh, via via social and, and people have connected to us, but just, I mean, he's a, he's a really, really knowledgeable guy, not only when it comes to the overall landscape of Illinois sports, but actually the, the, the lines and understanding Vegas and where they're at. And if you are so entertained or intrigued by that type of stuff, then you're going to tune in. And I love the fact that we're going to do it as a sideshow um, in the middle of the week. Not, it's not going to be part main part of keeping it orange and blue. That will allow keeping it orange and blue to stay under the hour time frame on Sunday nights and really stay focused on the between the line stuff that we're looking at for uh, specifically Illinois football and Illinois basketball. Uh, but all in all, just having Matt on the show is a great asset. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, we can tune in and, and give the folks some winners. It seems to be an appeal that, you know, there's all these ESPN's got a bunch of shows doing it. Fox Sports, CBS, that seems to be the rage. If we can post some good winning totals up there, it'll, it'll definitely tune people in. And that's what we're looking for, to get more people interested in Illinois sports. So I'm excited. Um, it looks like we got uh, – I, I saw the – comment in the chat we'll talk about that later (laughs) yeah we we will uh and uh but i do have someone who commented on the live stream it's uh i l lincoln ill lincoln you probably his last it's chad eight four zero nine four seven twenty he said did kevin play ball like did you play football basketball high schoolish going into college i know he was you ended up going in the military oh yeah so really quick you did you play any? What'd you play, Kev? Anything? I played uh, football and baseball. I played one season of basketball in high school. Uh, I was I was a decent football player. Started as a junior. Started as a senior. Played everything but kickoff and punt teams as a senior. Um, and it just was. But my my sport was baseball. I had some opportunities. Some small schools wanted me to come pitch. You know, well, Bouncy Valley Junior College was pretty interested in me. Some other small junior colleges were interested in me to come pitch for them. Uh, but I had arm troubles, and I was a really bad student, man. I was a knucklehead. Like, I wasn't dumb. <laughs> I mean, I got great test scores, but I didn't didn't put any effort into homework, and so my grades weren't that good. And my dad said, you just need to grow up, so I went to the Army. So, no, I played, I played a little bit of sports, though. So. All right. Well, there we go. You, you ask if people ask, and uh, we try to give our best answers at times. Um, so, Kev, let's start off here, I think, with the biggest one. Uh, before we get into football fall camp. Uh, so Illinois-Kansas exhibition matchup, October 29th, Big Ten Network. Um, I, what I love about it, besides Bill Self coming to Champaign, uh, getting for fans the chance to, you know, give him some love and him to come back to see the place that, you know, he was really in the midst of that his teams were the teams that, you know, Bruce Weber had his most success with. Yep. You know, those were Bill Self teams. Um, and, and even no matter what you think, oh, well, Bill Self left with an early second-round exit against Notre Dame when he had Brian Cook and Sean. Yeah, and all those guys the following years who were the Sweet 16 and Final you know final Four teams were all on that team. They were freshmen and sophomores. So those are Bill Self's guys. Uh, and what he was laying a foundation for, who knows? They may have won a national championship with Bill Self as the coach. It's very, very possible. And we can't sit here and say that. No, I don't know about that. We don't know, but it's very possible. Yeah, the, the, the guy was at Illinois for three seasons. He won two Big Ten titles. He went to a Sweet 16. He went to an Elite Eight. And he left the cover completely full for Bruce Weber to take it and win two more Big Ten titles. So that was part of winning four Big Ten titles in five years. 
you know, and the flashback to 98, we won, we won five big 10 titles over a span of like eight. Um, and you know, hey, Bill Self won one with a lot of Kruger's recruits, and Kruger won a Big Ten title with a lot of Benson's recruits. So it was a matter of stocking the cupboard and, and leaving it for the next guy. And you can't be mad that Bill Self decided to park his car on Naismith Drive and took an opportunity that was ultimately a dream job for him. To the point that five years later, after his, his run down there at Kansas, maybe even a little bit longer than that, because I know I was in Oklahoma at the time. The rumor mills were circling here that Oklahoma State was going to offer Bill Self 10-year, $100 million guaranteed contract to be their head basketball coach. I don't think there's a single basketball coach in 2023 that's making $10 million a year. There might be. I could be wrong. But there certainly wasn't anybody 10 years ago. And he still turned it down. Uh, that being said, like, I'm not making any excuses for Ron Gunther. But Bill Self, when he got the opportunity to go to Kansas, was going to jump on that opportunity. Uh, he's from Oklahoma City. Uh, I, I've had that pleasure of, of running into some people who are known and connected with Bill Self around here. Uh, it's Kansas is four and a half hours away, which I'm going to make that drive here in a couple Fridays. So, like, it's, you know, there's just a lot of opportunities for him. It's, it's close to home. It's in the conference he grew up in. You know, so be it. You can't, you can't be mad at the guy. He did a great job when he was here, and he left it a better place than what he found it. And for the team, actually, it's going to be – I think it's going to be great. It's a great tune-up. Yeah. Um, think, think about that. Like, that's that's like priceless. You know, Illinois did play Kansas in like a secret scrimmage last year where Luke Goody got hurt. And but, that's what this was going to be. And then they yeah. decided to do this. And uh, it'll be interesting because I don't – I wonder I wonder where the NCAA is going to come into this, right? Because there, there could be some competitive advantages, disadvantages, things, if they're going to approach this like a real basketball game or not. But if they do approach this like a real basketball game, um, first of all, Illinois fans are going to get two top 10 teams that we're going to be able to see here live, and that's Kansas and Marquette. Uh, you're going to be able to throw in um, – we're going to be able to throw in Tennessee. You're going to be able to throw in FAU. I mean, those are multiple top 10 teams that they're going to play in the, for the preseason schedule. It's, it's, it's a non-con schedule. It's really – it's just great for Illinois basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be great for the fans, too, but uh, definitely priceless for the team to get that kind of experience. Uh, and and it's going to be on TV, so no matter what happens, uh, no matter what happens, it's not going to go against either team. And if Illinois happens to win, well, think about the momentum of that, right? Yeah. Think about that momentum that that can push them for. And I think Kansas will probably be a top 10 team, probably, to start the year, like they always are. You know, Illinois may be a borderline top 25 team. We'll see. You know, it depends on how much respect Illinois gets for, you know, DeMosk and, you know, if they actually value him and, and Harmon. But having, you know, Coleman Hawkins back and then a, you know, probably second team All-American type kid and Terrence Shannon, you know, can't hurt. So, you know, well, I, think, I think they'll be a fringe cusp top 25 team within the first week or two anyway. So. It'll be, it'll be very interesting to see how the game plays out because in a true exhibition style, I honestly like Illinois' chances better than if it was in a regular style game. Because I think Kansas, if you would look at if you would look at their starting five, and you could arguably put their starting five up against any team in the country. I mean, Kansas' starting five is just absolutely loaded. I mean, you got McQueller, uh, you got the point guard back, which his name's drawn a blank, um, Dewan Harris. Uh, and you got Adams and you got Hunter Dickinson, Illinois' favorite son, coming back to play us here. And then they're going to throw El Marco Jackson in, who's the top 20 kid as a freshman. Most likely they're starting five. Starting five is ridiculously good. 
their bench is like they're kind of they're like depth. They're gonna have some concerns on depth, uh, and I do think that Illinois is the exact opposite. Like we don't really know what our starting five is. Our strength is going to be overall in depth. So I see Mike Mike was out was a Wazowski Wazowski Mike here. Wazowski. <laughs> yeah, he said uh, Illinois needs to schedule a real home and home in the future with Kansas. I honestly, guys, I honestly think this is a step in that process. I think I think it's been long enough now. I think Bill Self, frankly, did not want to be the show if him coming back to Illinois. I think this is a great way to kind of dip your toe in the water, and I would not be surprised if we see this on a schedule. Uh, there was maybe that is his real name, but I thought there was a movie where like Wazowski. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it was. That's I thought it was a joke. Hey, well, if it's not Mike, we still appreciate you uh, chiming in. That uh, we had also had another comment here from David French who says, "Not mad at Bill for leaving." Kudos to both teams for the scrimmage. I think this will also open some recruits' eyes on Illinois basketball. Um, you know, it will definitely be the talk of the pre, you know preseason for for college hoops, and it will be broadcast for all to see. So I think it's going to be think about for Dre Gibbs, Lawhorn, or Ty Rogers, and even Amani Hansberry getting chances to play against Kansas in an exhibition environment. Well, where it's like, go out there, let's try some things, let's see how. You know how confident you are. Let's see if you your demeanor changes. You know maybe you you're gonna confidence will skyrocket because you know you hit three threes in a game. You know so I love it. Love everything about it. And it was it was amazing to see that on Friday for sure. It, it, yeah, it's, it'd be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Of, I, I was thinking about it from the Illinois freshman perspective. We were talking about DGL and Imani and Nico and their first collegiate game that is going to feel like a real game. Is going to be Kansas in the in the State Farm Center. I almost said Assembly Hall, like Bill Self did. Uh, I think it's actually Ottawa. They play I Ottawa, know, but like that's that's going to be like the first real like let's okay. be, yeah the real game okay. environment. It's going to be that. Uh, <laughs> and but think about it: if you're Kansas and you're a true freshman, your first ever game is going to be on the like your first real like college field. Oh, an experience of a game is going to be on the road at Illinois. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, against an orange crush that's ready to rock and roll no doubt so that'll be that's gonna be fun man i'm, I'm super stoked for that and that's gonna be right around i think illinois has a bye that week too football all right i was wondering if we were gonna get the double header there no we have a bye that weekend because that we had that bye weekend that we have the bye weekend the week before the saturday before that sorry uh that following week they go to minneapolis and play at minnesota on my birthday november 4th so I'm hoping that my birthday is going to jinx that for the Gophers. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think it will actually. Uh, and yeah, and then Jay Began says if Hunter does actually win, it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but if he does lose, he's still over. You know. Jay uh, rocks the keeping the orange and blue shirts. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, appreciate Jay. Jay may be our number one fan. So he's up there. If anybody wants to compete with him, I mean, you got to prove it. So. Uh, I'm getting entered in this drawing here. Yeah. Again, like or retweet this if you're watching. Uh, I posted a tweet for everybody as well. So, Kev, um, now with – it looks like the – you know, I was watching – I don't know if you watched. Did you happen to see the uh, Big Ten, Illinois Big Ten uh, conference uh, on Big Ten Network? They had a camp day for every team. Did you happen to see that episode? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yep. Sure did. Uh, so what were your initial takeaways from some of the videos you saw from Dave Revson on Twitter and what they showed in the hour-long Big Ten Network 
uh, piece that I love, you know, talking to Isaiah Williams, getting to talk to Aaron Henry, by the way, salute and congrats on your set of twins. Thank you, my man. Uh, so what was your first takeaway from that and what you saw, you know, what got you excited when you were watching, watching that? All right. So the biggest thing that I'm, 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 I'm going to take away from this, you guys have heard this. If you listen to the show, you, you've heard me say this. I've said it over and over again, the way, the best part of the entire show from my perspective uh, even though Aaron's a friend and I love him dearly, like was the Biel- Dave Repson interview with Brett Bielema. Um, uh, I think Aaron lost a little bit of his pizzazz and his charisma because his voice is a little roasted from yelling at those guys at camp. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, he didn't seem the same. <laughs> I told him, he said his throat was hurting. I actually asked him, I was like, hey, man, looks like your throat was a little bit on fire. He's like, oh, yeah, man, we got a lot of yelling and moving going on. So, um, no, but if you watched – Brett's interview with Dave Reps, and you can just see, like, I honestly thought Brett Bielema was nothing more than a meathead football guy. You know, football guys out there making a football play on a football field and football, you know, like, you've heard just so many football-isms from coaches and this coach speak. And the great coaches are truly, they're really smart individuals, and they don't do things like lasagna or whatnot. But, like, this dude, this dude, yeah, this dude, like watch that go watch that interview and everything that he does is so incredibly measured and he is the ceo of the football program i was just so blown away by that interview that he did with revs and it just it just made me step back and say hey listen we didn't get a meathead we got an intellectual we got a ceo we got somebody that understands every ins and outs like he's he's breaking he's the attention to detail and everything that he is doing it's phenomenal. And hey, listen, I love that we're different than 99% of the shows that are out there. And I will plug other people and what they write and what they talk about when it comes to Illinois athletics when I think they nail it. And I'm going to plug Illini Board here. Um, Robert from Illini Board wrote an article recently, I think it was the most recent one. You can go check it out on IlliniBoard.com about Bielema's attention to detail. That is he goes into more depth, but that was kind of what Brett showed me in that interview with Dave Revson, and I was just so impressed with him, and I'm just really excited about this season. You know, I uh, couldn't agree with you more um, about the impress, being impressed with uh, with Brett. Um, and more than, than that, I think if we take a step back and we look at those years he was at Wisconsin, you got to remember, too, he didn't just win the Big Ten three times, you know, and get lucky and get a good matchup in the – uh, get a good matchup in the Big Ten. Uh, he actually won one of those outright. So there wasn't a Big Ten title game his first year. He won it. Yeah, that's correct. And you got to remember how. Um, and he had to beat Ohio States, and he was he was beating the Michigans and the Ohio States and the Penn States, and he was that's he runs a program and he has a specific set of, of you know of dominating the line of scrimmage. Uh, and what I loved was listening to. Dave and, and uh, Howard Griffith and uh, Jerry DiNardo talk about how this is going to be an elite line of scrimmage team that that they said, isn't this funny that how odd is this that we're just now talking about Illinois and back-to-back seasons of they're going to be an upper echelon elite line team. And, and their, their question marks for them isn't the line of scrimmage. It's how are their playmakers going to, you know, uh, change the game and uh, a couple things that stood out for me too is how impressed they were with you know some of the young wide receivers illinois has 
like Malik Elzey, who's just been phenomenal and making some spectacular catches. Um, and that uh, uh, when Aaron Henry was talking about some of the very good young secondary they have, uh, Clayton Bush from SIU, you know, and Nicario uh, Harper, Harper, who just, he said, made one of the most outstanding plays he's ever seen. And I've been hearing good things as well about the safeties. Uh, I think it's just all going to be more about how the Tyler Strain and Xavier Scott, you know, hold their spots down. Cause I know Taz Nicholson is going to be having his, but those things stood out to me. And then just watching the D line workouts with Jamison has me, they've got four mammoth men. I don't know who number six is. Denzel Daxon. Denz, is that a name we might want to be watching for? Yeah, transfer from Ohio, man. Pushing T. Rod Edwards pretty hard here, from what I understand. Yeah, uh, and so I was – I for didn't really think about that dude. And that dude was a stud at Ohio, correct? Absolutely. Uh, all Mac performer, I'm pretty sure. Okay, because, like, man, when they <laughs> – I, I was like – and I when I saw them working out, I'm like, okay, there's Randolph, there's Newton, okay, there's uh, Edwards, and then there's this number six that's like a mammoth. He's, like, as big as – Calvin Avery. He looks like yeah. Calvin Avery. Like Calvin Avery. But and I was the, like, who is that? But the six, the six, the single number makes the guy look a lot bigger. So. And then Bryce Barnes is the fifth one. He ain't no slouch either. One of the strongest guys on the team. So can you can you imagine? Can you imagine uh the Illinois second unit with Edwards and, and Daxon is gonna have you're gonna have quality performers and and guys have been all Mac level. Yeah, Evan Kurtz is on the come. Said McConnell, so they, they just got to stay healthy there. Hey Ryan, I did want to. I want. I want to jump on your point too when you're talking about Bielema. Like I was. I. I, I mean, you don't really. Sorry, remember. my my bad. My son was throwing a fit, and I'm like hey, looking like. Okay. It happens. I wanted. To, I wanted to elaborate. Like, I think a lot of Illini fans look at Bielema when he came here and were like, "Oh yeah, he won three titles at Wisconsin." He just inherited Barry Alvarez's stuff and took it and ran with it. Well, Bielema didn't win a title until 2011 at Wisconsin. And he took over in 2000, excuse me, 2010. He took over in 2006. He did, and he was second in the Big Ten that year, 12 and one. He won the title outright in 2010 before they had a championship game. So that was a team that he built. And then in 2011 and 12, he won the first two Big Ten championship games. The second one, they boat raced. Nebraska hung 70 on them. Um, so he 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 has built programs, and I think that I did not give him the credit for that in the past. I thought it was just he just rode Barry Alvarez's coattails. Well, hey, like, well, did you hear that, Carl? I made a good point. So, you know, what do you, what do you know, Kev? I actually made a good point. Hey, did I interrupt you? Uh, I, I tried. I tried not to. Um, but anyway, David French. I think Carl's a Kev guy. If he could wear a T-shirt here, he'd be like Team Kev. I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. what can I say, man? You got fans. Uh, now, I got David French. I think he's a he's a, he's a swami type guy. Um, did you see the freak list that was put out? And Illinois, no Illinois player was on it, Kev. And, of course, no. they did. They put an all – I think it was Feldman. Feldman, Bruce Feldman put out a top 50 in the Big Ten, like, freak list of, like, physical specimens. Not one Illinois player was on it. Oh, but I thought David might have been talking about the one that was put out there about Gabe Yakis on the front. Uh, no. was put out on the freak list. Yeah. No. So, yes. 
Well, well, I was just saying that Feldman has one, and there's no Illinois player on it. Well, Feldman, you know, swing and a miss there, you know. And no, Bruce, and and you know, let me tell you this, and Brett, let me tell you, already he's like, he, he posted shrugs like this. He was like, family? He's like, because he knows what he's got. He knows that defensive line's like a bunch of freaks. I mean, how could you not put a guy like Seth Coleman on it? You know what I mean? Like, and just say, uh, and just <laughs> say, uh, yeah, the Feldman list is what I was saying. Oh, yeah. That, so that was on the athletic. Uh, I did know that Yakis made another another free. Yakis made the freak list, and it was it was really impressive what they they put out there about his wrestling background. And uh, so that 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 was a twenty four seven. I think made they put. Yeah. Oh, but no. My point is though, Jack Jakis. We need to get the correct pronunciation. Is it Yakis? I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's it's Sackis to me. So, <laughs> you know, to me, it was like remember when we had Peter Christophilakis, the lefty. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the green lefty green. kicker. Yeah, like it was always like we need to get this guy's proper pronunciation. But uh, the fact that you know Yakis, we know he's a freak, but just to not even put any of the Illini defense on it, neither one of them, is like just it's just a joke because those are all like. It's like a circus performer list, the Illinois defense. It's all freaks, man. Well, we, like, got, three, we got three running backs that are 230 pounds. Not one of them's a freak. Oh, and let me – yeah, so think about that. You got Anderson. And when people get to see Caden Fagan running the ball, I think Caden Fagan, they're going to they're gonna go, who the hell is this guy? And how like, many, a little bit like Martez Wilson playing running back. Yeah, they're going to be like, who's this dude who's like 6'3", 245 pounds, and he's 18? You're like, yeah. Yeah, he looked like that since he was a sophomore. Yeah, that's when he was playing with my nephew. I was watching him play back then. He was just trucking people. <laughs> like, it was almost unfair, man. But, uh, yeah, so Illinois got nobody on the freak list to Feldman. That's fine. I actually kind of like it because that just let everybody sleep on Illinois, man. Just let them sleep. You know, everybody uh, was loving up on Wisconsin because they got USC transfer, you know, Oklahoma State transfer wide receivers. Oh, they got Tanner Mordecai. They got Fickle. Just come on, keep on hyping the Badgers up. Just sleep on Illinois. It's just it's all Illinois again. No, don't worry about Illinois. You know they're just gonna they're just gonna be ready for it. Penn State at two and zero, and you know number they'll be a top five team. Oh my goodness, I just can't wait, man. So what, uh, Kev? I'll let you start this one. What have you been hearing, or is there a name? So this is week two. We're gonna do one more week of this. We've each given you one. So we're going to give you a total of six, a breakout name that you've heard from camp that I gave you mine already, Kev, privately. So don't take it because it's a good one. Um, it is a good one. So who do you have? And not a hopeful one that you think, maybe one that you've heard that you know, but you're just expecting him to have a big year. It's just There's just no no way he can't. Well, and, and this guy that I'm thinking of is going to be similar to like a Matt Bailey, right? Like he's not going to be – uh, depended on early on, you're not, and all of a sudden, like he's gonna be on the field and he's just gonna be making plays, and you're like, man, who is, who is that guy? And you're gonna be like, I thought Malik Elzey was a wide receiver wearing number two on offense, but no, it's a, and, and it's a friend of the program. So Bork Kareem is gonna be hard to keep off the field, man. Like that dude is like, he just has some amazing instincts. I mean, you and I spoke with him, incredibly intelligent young man. Oh yeah. I, I mean, like that was 
that was one of the favorite. This is one of my favorite things that we've done since we've done this show. Is talking to him. I was just, I was, I'm just impressed with all the young men that we've had on the show, and I, and I think the world of all of them. Um, but Sabor, it's just stuck out in my head, and um, and from what I'm hearing, it's just he's just athletic and big, and and he's smart. And you take the, you know, like what, what's what's the what's the three the three letter thing that Bielma kept talking about? Like those are like smart, dependable, like. Like he's he's got those things, those categories, and I think there's been some enough shakeup uh, with the the secondary that there's opportunities there that I think Sabur is going to find the field a little bit this year and maybe have like that kind of like when he's on the field he's going to pop in that way that Matt Bailey did, right? Like I don't, yeah. I think you go down the list of like the top 15, 18 defenders last year. Like Bailey was probably in that like fifteen to eighteen range before you start breaking out. Yeah, yeah, Matt Bailey's on that list. I think Sabor could be that guy this year, and I don't think that we were probably expecting that from a true freshman uh, on this defense. I mean, I I got to admit, though, I you know, I agree that Sabur Kareem is going to have a great career at Illinois, and I think he's got definitely got a real shot to play this year and make some, some plays. I really hope he gets to. But if he doesn't, I won't be upset because that means guys like Strain and Hill. Yep. And Bailey yep. and some of the older guys are, are making plays and they're just dominating. So if it doesn't end up being that, that is a good thing. That's okay. But completely I mean, agree. completely agree. So mine will be a guy that you know didn't necessarily play tons last year at his at the linebacker position, meaning like he it was more like mid year when he really got a, a real good shot. Um, but it's uh, he actually started out the program as a fullback. Cause he's just built like a shit brick house, you know? Uh, and <laughs> I gotta be honest, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go look him up after I put him on here. Uh, and he made a couple of really big plays against Iowa last year. Uh, had a real big sack, a real big sack last year against Petrus when late in the game, I think it was maybe four, he even forced a overthrow when Matt Bailey had a pick to seal that game. Kanina Odaluga, number 39. He'll be starting next to uh, Tariq Barnes. He's going to be one of that front seven of just nasty, nasty dudes who I know this, Kev. I wouldn't want that front seven coming at me. <laughs> I'd probably I'd probably pay every dime I had to, to take that snap off. So so I can I, – I mean, I, I almost feel bad for the opposing quarterbacks against this, this D-line. I think – that's really, you know, and, and some of the things I've heard too about the team is that, like I heard a couple tonight, I was told that the right side of the line has been really struggling containing the to containing the the line, the the D line. Right. And it's not because we don't have good offensive linemen. I told the gentleman who told me that, who knows players on the team, have you ever thought it's our defensive line? I mean. Well, that that and uh, and from what what I understand is that in the moments when he's been out there, Zy Chrysler has done all the right things, and he and the staff is really high on him about what he's going to be able to do at right tackle. Uh, okay. But he's been a little bit bang. He he had surgery uh, in the spring, and so he they they're they're taking it very precautiously with him. Like I think he's going to start at right tackle against Toledo. But if he's not there at right tackle, that does provide some concerns because the the left side is set with Adams and Pearl, 
Um, and then sounds like Josh Crutes has got the, the center spot locked up. Yes. Um, but I'm just I'm just saying you got the three starters. Two of them are returning are, are on the left side. Yeah. And so the right side is going to be a little bit less. Who are, so who, who are you hearing to, to finish the right side out? Is it is it yeah. Gatsky? Is it Gatsky or is it Slaughter and, and Slaughter and Chrysler? Slaughter and Gatsky are who like are there right now, but but Chrysler will slide into Gatsky's spot most likely, and Slaughter will be the guard. So that's one thing is I know people have made some 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 comments about Crutes not being very big. He's like 290, 295 pounds. So is Doug Kramer, by the way. Um but and I think he knows I think he knows a thing or two about how to play that position too. Yeah, yeah, but his, his daddy's nasty and a real good one. But if you've got Chrysler, Slaughter, Adams and Pearl around you, like you all, all three of them dudes, well Pearl might be like 315, but the other three are like 330 or better. So you're you're all right. <laughs> I knew where I heard Wazowski from Kev. Yeah. It's from Monsters, Monsters Inc. Well, Mike, Mike Wazowski's watching right now. He said Illinois doesn't have freaks on the defense. They have monsters. <laughs> Here are the opponents. Almost like a man in the closet waiting to appear. Oh, geez. And Power Memorial Stadium. Yeah, Mike. Mike Wazowski. Yeah, I knew the, it. The one, the one-eyed guy from Monsters. Uh, the the green the guy. It's not Sully. It's Mike Wazowski. I knew it. Billy I was Billy like, my Crystal? son loves Monsters Inc. So I'm like, I've heard that name so many damn times. Billy Crystal. Yeah, Billy Crystal voices uh, Mike Wazowski. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, and I didn't set that up, Mike, but you're welcome. I set <laughs> you up for that because I was like, I know I've heard that name, but anyway, Kenna Odaluga. I'm just telling you, I think him. He's he's like a blitzing specialist. But it, he popped when he played last year. Like this, I loved him. I absolutely loved him. But all the all the rumors at spring camp was like Rosiak was going to take that second position at the line middle linebacker next to Tariq Barnes. But it's sounding like Oluga will be that guy. I think you. I think you're right there, right? Yeah, yeah. He's just too such a physical specimen to keep out of there. Like he's fast. He's he's can break through blocks, but he's a blitzing machine. Like he's just almost unstoppable. You know, sometimes he might overrun a player or two on a screen, which you need to watch out for. But uh, one I mean, thing running back in high school. Yeah. Cause he was, he started, they were putting him as a fullback when he first came to campus. Yeah. Um, and then he got hurt a little bit. And then once he got hurt, they're like, you know what? I think this guy's a linebacker. Um, but uh, also Kev. So, uh, with that being said, though, um, I'm thinking, uh, you know, with the even the second team, the second team, let's think about the second team defensive line in the outside linebacker room, right? So we talked about the the starters. So we'll have Newton, Randolph. Uh, you're going to have Gabe Yakis and uh, Seth Coleman, right? So who's the second? So we're looking at Damian Domont. Say it again. Oh, Denzel Daxon. Denzel, okay, Denzel Daxon, okay, yeah. and then you're gonna have uh, McConnell, Peter, McConnell and Barnes. T yeah, you're gonna have McConnell Barnes or even T. Ron Edwards. Well, he's gonna be on. He's gonna be up. The T. Ron or Denzel is gonna start in the middle there. Okay, but we have. But I'm thinking, hey, it might be him then. But I know we got T. Ron still. T. Ron's gonna get tons of reps. He's just been a, a solid piece. Absolutely. But Barnes is going to play. But then you look on the outsides, right? You still got Ezekiel Holmes and Alec Bryant. Yep. So just think about that that eight man rotation of those guys, even nine. That's scary, dude. And then yeah, yeah. I think the the question is who who is the, who's the fourth linebacker, right? Who is 
So, so you're going to have Barnes, Rosiak, and Odalugo. Who's the fourth guy? That that's going to be some somebody's going to have an opportunity there to step up and take that. Now, last year, I mean, it was Odalugo to be honest with you. I mean, it was he played probably more than Rosiak did, and it was uh, because it, it was it was Barnes and Hart, and then um, Dark, Barnes, Hart, Dark Angelo, and Odalugo, and a little bit of Rosiak. So there's there's an opportunity for somebody to step up and do there um, and play there, and I hope it's our guy. Jojo Hayden, but that's tough for a true freshman to come in and play a linebacker in the Big Ten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and to me, I, it wouldn't shock me if it's Rosiak. Uh, or, but, uh, yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all. But um, so moving uh, on real quick, I think we have to, you know, we're going to break a whole lot more down next week as we talk, finish up week zero and give our uh, week one predictions, man. How fun is that? Next week, Kev, is yeah. week zero. Oh, two guys. I love them. I love one guy because the way he plays on special teams, number 34, Ryan Mead. Oh, my I, – I, okay. I lost my train of thought, dude, and I was thinking, what the hell was I trying to say? How the hell does Ryan Mead not get on the field more than just special teams? Uh, dude, dude. He, I, he flies all over the place. So He's a freak. It's, it's, in New York, New York City, tough. Um, and the other two guys you can probably look for are James Crutes and Malachi Hood there. Okay. So, um, oh yeah. And James Crutes too. My goodness. I've heard that that dude's a hitting machine. He, he's kind of like an Easton Baker type kid. Yeah. Just want to knock your block off. Yeah. Just want to knock your block off. But how crazy is it? We're, what is it? Six days away, Kev from, or even less than that from week zero college football being back. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. It's, it's hard to believe when it's 108 degrees outside, but it is super exciting. My favorite time of year, uh, it's just you know you got baseball season wrapping up, you got college football starting, the pros are ramping up. It's just a this is a great time to be a sports fan. So, uh, and I can't not mention this. I think you may have or may or may not have heard of his name before, and you may have even heard of a prediction from somebody. But Illinois added three star D defensive line, defensive end, whatever, offensive linebacker, outside linebacker Josiah Knight from Gadsden High School in Florida and had offers from Cincinnati, Arkansas, uh, a couple other Big Ten schools. Uh, Purdue was in there. Uh, and Illinois added him Friday night. Um, I'm not sure if you've got to watch his film on him or anything of that sort, but, Kevin, uh, when I did talk to him, I also tweeted it, what he told me. And there was one thing he did tell me that I did leave off my tweet. Uh, and if you haven't seen that, that's for any of the YouTube folks watching or Spotify or Apple podcast listeners. My Twitter handle is at 200 columns, Rye, And this is at Illini Deuce. So um, I, I said that he told me the reason he came to Illinois was that the coaching staffs are going to develop him and he wants to lay low and develop and turn into a great great player uh and that uh charlie bullen is really ultimately responsible for his commitment to illinois charlie bullen with that yankee doodle feather in his cap uh and that i said so what was it about charlie bullen that you know made you want to come like was it just his how he coaches you know his personality he said all that nfl experience and all the nfl players that he's help develop and the kind of man he is is that's he knows he's in good hands now what does that say about mr charlie bullen to you kevin 
Uh, yeah, everything everything I've heard is just glowing, and that he is a perfect fit for the college game. He's got some some NFL experience, but he's a young guy, and uh, he's he's come in and he's done really well. And those who don't know, I mean, Knight, Knight was committed to, to Cincinnati and had Georgia Tech breathing down his neck, uh, and so like Knight decommitted from Cincinnati when Fickle took the Wisconsin job. But, I mean, this is the type of kid. I mean, Cincinnati's recruiting high-level guys, right? I mean, they've had multiple first-round draft picks the past few years. So this is a this is a kid that I, I think Illinois is really excited about, 6'4", 230. Uh, and here's one for the home team. Russell Ellington, former Homewood Flossmore player, who also played at the uh, with, with, with Illinois. Uh, I think he was a teammate of Supo Sani, you guys remember back in those days. Oh, but, number seven. Yeah, Illinois and a couple of Illinois teammates uh, from Homewood Flossmore. Russell Ellington's his coach down there. It's his first year down there. I don't know how much that's weighted for the orange and blue, but it's nice to see our alumni stretch their wings and, and help us out a little bit. So, so big, a big addition. Um, I think Illinois is still not done in that department yet. Got a couple guys. I've heard, Kev, you know, Dalen Platt's still out there waiting. Uh, and uh, I've heard that maybe Brian Robinson's having some second guesses. So some, some second thoughts about coming. That's that'd be huge. Yeah, so that's that's my little recruiting tidbit for the night. I try to drop those when I can for all the people uh, who watch or listen. Um, Sean Garner, Illinois does not play in Week Zero this year. They play in Week One at home against Toledo at six thirty on Big Ten Network. MacArthur will be good this season. They actually have a freshman who's built like a grown man who is Illinois has already offered. In the class of 2027, so and, and they always make the playoffs every year, regardless. And now they're adding some some 14 year olds that look like 17 year olds. Uh, so I, I, like, I like MacArthur to win probably six or seven games this year. They play in the tough Central State Eight, you know, uh, playing you know Rochester and Sacred Heart Griffin. So they'll be tough. Uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, those mighty Urbana Tiger, uh, whatever the like, Bobcats are. Whatever the heck they are. No, I just missed the Big Twelve days. You said the MacArthur being in Central State. Yeah, no, hard, man. I, I get it, dude. I miss it too. But I can tell you, they're not playing any less quality. Oh, of hell no. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing, you know, Derek Leonard's and and yeah. all. The, they're playing teams that win the state every year. Yeah. Um, when does Jeremiah Fears announce his decision? Sounds January. like he's announcing early. Is it January or February, something like that? January thirteenth. Yeah, January thirteenth, Sean. Uh, There's so a friend there. of the program. We're we're in good. Yes, Illinois is in a good spot. Illinois is in a good spot, and you know it's that'd be the biggest recruit Kev's in a long, long time. Maybe since Merez Johnson. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it's turning out that way. Uh, so, with that being said, that the ten o'clock hour is here, Kevin. Um, we'll f- finish up with final thoughts. And I'll let you take the floor. What is your final thought as we head into week zero or just as we head into one of the final weeks uh, of August here? I'm a between the lines guy. I say it all the time. Between the lines, what happened for Illinois this week? Adrian DeMont de Chossart had a phenomenal Sunday, just barely missed finishing the top 10 on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's 11th. Uh, our other guys who are on the PGA Tour were eliminated last week, so that's unfortunate. But you can still follow. There's three guys that Illinois got have uh, former Illini guys that are playing pretty regularly on the Corn Ferry, and that's uh, Michael Fegels, Brian Campbell, 
and Adrian DeMott. The Chossard, the Chossard will be on the PGA Tour next year, so that's exciting. Uh, and then, uh, you know, with where the Europeans are currently from a golf perspective, he might have a chance to make a Ryder Cup in a few years, like Thomas Peters played on a couple. That would be really awesome. Uh, so that's just just a little golf tidbit there. Jackson Buchanan was in the the amateur uh, and got to the round of 32 and and, and lost in extra holes, I think, uh, to, to make the round of 16. It would have been covered on Golf Network this weekend, which has been really cool. Uh, Illinois also uh, nabbed a couple transfers recently. It's uh, not been normally uh, the, the Mike Small way, but uh, should, should prep the team for a really good year there. And then one last thing about what happens between the lines. Another sport I love that I don't talk much about the show, and I really hope they're good again because when they're good, it's awesome. It's Illinois women's volleyball lost the exhibition to EIU. Not good. Thomas has got to figure that out over there. Yeah, there's uh, the, that, the volleyball is definitely trending down. The wrong way, yeah. The wrong, wrong way. Um, and that's for some reason. I'm not sure why. I mean, but it's one of the strongest programs in, in my lifetime. It's one of the strongest programs at the school and like that's unfortunate so yeah um 110 kev um and mine it's something that i've mentioned quite a few times over the last month but i'm gonna keep doing it uh and it's uh it's important. tickets it's it's important and here you go kev right there go get your ticket to toledo i got it right and i know a couple guys they're giving away a pair, okay? So they you had over a month to go get that special all the way up to August 7th where you could get $10 tickets. You know, and now it looks like sideline tickets are still 40 to 45 bucks. It looks like there's the horseshoe's almost sold out for Toledo, it looks like. But that West Balcony, man, there's just something something unsexy to people. They just don't want to sit up in that type right corner. You know, and, and really, it's not that bad of a seat. It's really actually pretty cool. I like sitting up there. Oh, East Balcony or West? Yeah, sorry, sorry, East Balcony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, love, I, I had season tickets up there one year with the former line I player. It was awesome. Yeah, I like sitting up there, man. You can see that the play develop before it's, you know, like you know who's open. The TV camera's not putting it on that. And when you're sitting all the way down at the end of that horseshoe, you feel like you're 75 yards away from the action. You know, like that's the only thing about the horseshoe that I do not like is that it's so far back because they have that 30-yard window in there that I would love one day when Brett Bilma hoists a Big Ten trophy that they decide to bring it in because people are buying in and bought into the program. Still, though, the horseshoes looks like it's being nearly sold out. Come get your tickets. Again, if you want to, to, two tickets, a chance to win. If you retweet or like the post on Friday, my video, you retweet or like this. Plus, we have Fade the Deuce coming Wednesday. You will be entered three times to win a set of tickets to Illinois. Okay? Toledo. Every game but Penn State. Why not do that? What do you, what's, what's, what's it going to hurt? You know, Kev? You know? Like, jump on. Yeah, and, and depending on how it works this year, we might even throw some charitable aspects into this. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And we have thrown that charitable aspect around for a couple of people, but we will. So, Kev, that's going to do it for this week. Fade the Deuce, episode number one, 9-15, Wednesday night. You ready, Kev? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to give it to him. Always got to fade the deuce. 100%. With that said, as you know, Swami out. I-L-L. I and I. See you soon. <laughs>